Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. But in Psalm 1, it says this, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. So there's three, three very interesting layers right there. It says walks, stands, or sits. Neither of those. Neither scenario, none of those scenarios work for someone who um, is blessed by God and follows God. But in verse, uh, verse, three, verse 2, it says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. And verse 3, this relates to our series which we're wrapping up today, says this, He is like a tree. Planted by streams of water that yields in fruit, yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. In all that he does, he prospers. Why? Because he's planted by the stream, it's connected to the source, attached to what God is doing. And I just love that at this series that we're in and we're finishing today, planted and flourishing really embodies what we believe as a church, which is that church should be a place, a house where we are found in the house of God. We are planted in His house, planted to the extent where we are by the streams and we are close to the source and therefore we are fresh and we're receiving from God and God is doing something in our lives. And so I just had this thought for us this morning as we open up and and sort of go go through wrapping up this series, but this, the thought is very simple, is this. God doesn't do shallow. God doesn't, he doesn't do shallow. He's not really excited about a shallow experience with you. God wants deep experience. God wants to know you personally. He wants to know you on a deeper level. And he wants to be welcomed in through the portal of our hearts in a deep and a meaningful way. And I would love to, to, to dive into this thought this morning. And so I'm going to welcome some people up to the stage. And we're actually going to talk about what it looks like to be planted in the house and flourishing in the courts of God. So I'd love to invite, where is Nathan and Lauren Burks? Can we give it up for them as they come? And we're also going to invite Mackenzie. Mackenzie's going to come up as well. Grab a seat anywhere you like. Now these guys are amazing, and uh, we had a, an awesome little chat in the first service, and man, the first service was great. And um, I'm just excited about this because, you know, the truth is, being planted and being flourishing is is what we believe to be very real. And so, as we talk about that, we're just going to have a conversation. We're going to talk about it, and I'm going to start with uh, with Nate and Lauren, dearly loved in our house, and. Uh, awesome people, but how long have you been coming to Colonial for now? It has literally been since the beginning, I think. First one. So tell us about that. Tell us about your experience coming to Colonial. and. Um, well, I'll give you a little bit of a background to kind of our planting and flourishing church life. Um, it started in Memphis. We first got married, lived in Memphis, went to a great church there. And But Nathan was in physical therapy school, so we knew we weren't going to be there for a very long time. And we knew that Nashville was next, and we didn't even know how long we'd be there. So we went to church. We even went to a small group, but we didn't serve. Um, and so it was a little bit of a drive-by feel. So, <laughs> 
But our pastor there one Sunday told a story about a man in the military, and this guy and his family were restationed every six months to a year, and this guy played in their band. And the pastor was basically like, you know, what, how come you, like, play in the band? Like, you're leaving in six months. Like, what's your reasoning for that? And the guy said, well, we did the life of just going to church at different churches because we knew we weren't going to be around for very long. And it was some of the loneliest and most meaningless times in our lives as a family. And he said, so we decided that we weren't going to do that anymore. So the second they got to a new city, they were at a church serving like the next week. And that to us was a pretty big wake-up call. Yeah. And so we decided, I think we're moving to Memphis like the, or Nashville the next month. And that's what it was for us. And we were like that in Nashville. And then a few years later, we came to St. Augustine, and um, when we found Colonial, it was game on. I think I wrote Maddie and Jill an email before the church even started, and um, <laughs> so it was pretty, pretty much go time for us, and, um, and so I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> the, oh, and so we, um, we dove right in, and it, it was incredible this morning when Maddie was talking about God doesn't do shallow, because last night... I was preparing for this and thinking about some other thoughts that I had, and God gave me this word, which was for, for you to dive in, and that's what he gave us, right? So when you dive, you are head first. You're committed, right? There's no diving in and going, oh, but I'm too busy, and I'm kind of offended by that person last Sunday, so, right? You're going in, and I can jump in a puddle. I can jump in and just get my feet wet, but I'm not soaked, And his word just says his goodness and his love and his people are worth getting soaked. And that was the word he gave me. And when Maddie this morning said that, I was just like, you know. Amazing. (laughs) And so just a bit about you two. So you both lead very busy lives. So Nathan, you're in the health industry. What do you do do full time? Physical therapist. So I'm kind of in a home health setting, uh, running an office from just kind of this northeast region of Florida. But what do you, what do you, and Lauren has about 25 jobs uh, and seems to do it all effortlessly. But what do you, what do, you do Lauren? Um, I'm in the beauty industry. So happy Easter. I'm a hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping by next week it will be pastel <laughs> for pictures. Um, and, so, and then I also sell skincare and I just love girls and helping them feel as beautiful as they are. It's wonderful. You both have two beautiful kids, uh, Connor and Madeline, who are dearly loved in our kids' ministry and love them very much. But um, just thinking about you two and just the, the season of life you're in. And I got a text uh, this week from someone else who's in a similar season, and I just wanted to read it this morning. But this another is a family going through a very similar thing, but they just had a baby, and it was really exciting. And so I called um, the dad and just was, wanted to check in, and he texted me, texted me later, and I think they may have still been in the hospital, but he wrote this back, and... I just want to read it out to everyone. He says, hey, brother, thank you so much for the call yesterday. Uh, Things have been crazy, but so good. I'm glad you got to meet the baby's name. Glad you got to meet the baby. And he says, you wouldn't believe how much we've been blessed from the body of Colonial in the last month. He says, I don't understand how people do it without a community like this. Love you guys. And I think that's what we're talking about today. Talking about being part of a family, being part of a church family, and truly in an authentic way doing life together. But I was, I was keen to ask you guys, you're in a, seri- a season of life, you have two small kids, both have full-time jobs, have a lot going on. Um, t- 
Talk to us about that. Talk to us about, about life and busyness and challenges and, and how that you know, relates to being planted as well. I lose my train of thought very easily. Um, we were talking a little bit about when Colonial first started, and we weren't weekly. Um, we were biweekly. So on the off weeks, we would meet at Maddie and Jill's house for leadership. And they would literally just pour into us wisdom about servant leadership and what it looked like no matter where you are in the church to serve um, and how we are all called to leadership. And it's not just people sitting up here or people um, that you visually think of as leaders. It's all of us um, that are called to serve in the church. And I was kind of sad when we went weekly, you know, in a sense, because those had to stop. But I can assure y'all it's been incredible to hear um, those truths woven into our messages week after week after week. You guys have heard all of that wisdom that they poured into us. And one of the things that you guys have probably heard that we say all the time is um, knowing your lane and your season. And for us, you know, having very small children, when I first had Madeline, I couldn't serve at all. Nathan got to serve. I was a little jealous. (laughs) And so, but then as they grew a little bit older, we kind of navigated that, and it was more of like a tag team effort, you know, but making sure that we were still to had a service together um, to be as a family. And so it's just changed over the years, but for us it's been, you know, knowing when to say no because it's, it's really easy when you're surrounded by, you know, people that are just fired up for the Lord and ready to change lives. You want to serve everywhere, you know. I think when we first started, I was on four teams, <laughs> like the first, and but that quickly changed, and you know, and that was a simple conversation with schedulers about you know what was a safe place for our family, and not once did I ever feel like people were like, oh yeah, the Burks were here all the time, but not so much anymore. Um, when we had those seasons that we needed to slow down a little bit, um, but always ready to say yes when your next season came and you could um, serve more. So. Oh, and I spoke earlier on the first service about just the challenges of kids in general. And typically when, you know, you're going through dis- disciplining your kids and they're, you know, you're here 15 minutes late and it's just a challenge, that's where you can really isolate yourself and say, well, this has been a crazy morning. I'm just going to hang back and I'm just going to, you know, try to teach them something which, you know, takes months and months and months anyway. <laughs> So they're not going to get it that morning anyway, so might as well come to church. <laughs> so with Truth. that said, it's like, right, you get it. Um, we have been so blessed with our kids coming. It's crazy to see the transformation of our kids. You know, not only do we take the responsibility of obviously raising them, but through their contact with each and every person through this church and through the kids' church, you know, a couple of years ago, if you would have looked at my son and said hello, he had this, like, classic, like, and then he'd run off, you know? He only knows one speed. But now he is at least engaging. Like, you can see his personality change. You know, I can, you know, I can see my kids, you know, raising their hands during worship at times. You know, it's like they wouldn't have gotten that, you know, without coming to his house, you know? And um, kids can always be crazy. And it's like just a perfect example was, you know, singing over here just a few minutes ago. 
I'm having to sit there and just kind of wrangle them the whole time. But again, the point is, you might as well just come because you'll be blessed when you get here, you know, and you're doing this together as a family, you know, and so it's just so important. I think it's great. And I think, too, we, we sometimes can think, well, the best thing to do is, is for the kids' sake, we won't go to church or we, we'll, 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 because of schedule or maybe, you know, something that's, that's maybe coming tomorrow or the day after, um, for the kids' sake, we'll say, well, we won't go to church because that's better for the kids. But can I just encourage you? It's been our experience and what we've seen in the life of church and, and ministries we've been a part of is that when you take the kids along for the journey, that God blesses that and there's a grace that goes on the kids. There's a grace that's attached to their journey. And um, God's also working in their life as well. Amen. Praise God. And um, especially Connor, we've got to keep praying for him and his salvation. Uh, no, he's a great kid. We love, we love both their kids. So that's awesome. And, and one of the things I love about um, Nate and Lauren is from the, from the get-go, they're involved in lots of different teams. Uh, Nathan serves on um, you know, production, helps with lighting, has been involved in so many different behind-the-scenes teams, and Lauren as well with hosting and kids' ministry, and it's just been amazing. But one of the things their heart has also uh, been all about is in speaking into the, the life of young people in our church, and they've always had a heart for young people, uh, the college ministry and young adults, and there would be like random Saturdays I would drive past the volleyball courts at the beach, and these guys had gotten to, uh, together a group of the young adults, and we're just pouring into them and just wanting to be in their lives, and I just love it, which brings me to our resident young adult this morning, Mackenzie. Let's give it up for Mackenzie in the house. So Mackenzie is um, dearly loved in our house. She's actually on staff at church. Um, some people may not know that, but she's, she's on staff and she really helps uh, keep everything moving in church life and keep me moving as well at times. Um, and so we just, we, we love Mackenzie, but tell us a bit about Mackenzie. Tell us a bit about what you, what you do. How long have you been a Christian for? Let's start there. Yeah, so I've been a Christian for about three years now, um, coming to Colonial for about two and a half Um, so yeah, deciding to come to Colonial, get planted, obviously was a new Christian. So the whole idea of church in general was just really uncomfortable for me. I didn't grow up going to church. So there was sort of that process of figuring out, you know, who I was just as a believer of Jesus. Um, but you know, knew that I needed to be in the house, needed to be around other godly people. I think when I first, um, you know, came to know Jesus, I had like one Christian friend, shout out Abby (laughs) Klukey. Yes. Yeah. Abby Klukey. Amazing. Um, yeah, so it was just figuring that out, um, and church was just uncomfortable. I think, you know, Colonial and our team is, are so amazing at making people feel welcome, but there's still, you know, that part you have to kind of figure out for yourself of just continuing to show up even when you don't feel like it, or even when it might be a little bit uncomfortable, just pressing through that until, you know, you actually do get planted and you actually do put roots down because the growing process can be super uncomfortable and awkward at times, but I just found that it's always been worth it. That's awesome. What a great answer. Don't even know if that was a question I asked you, but... That's what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> That's what I got. Um, so, you know, you, you have so many different options out there as a young person. You know, there's, there's the college life. You graduated from Flagler. Um, there is, you know, lots of stuff to be a part of. Um, tell us a little, about, a little bit about, you know, your yes also defining your no. So you say yes to, to God, and, 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 but what does that mean in terms of the scope of your life and also deciding to be planted in church? Yeah. 
I think that, you know, like you said, your yes also means no. So if you're being found in the house of God or you're trying to align your life with Jesus, you're automatically saying no to other things that might look appealing or especially, you know, for young people, I think the temptation can be not to have roots at all because you're, you know, you're in such a season of transition. You're, you know, going through college, semester to semester, whatever that looks like for you. You know that you might be moving away when you're finished. Whatever that looks like, there's just that temptation to just kind of pass through life but quickly realize that you're just wasting a season when you do that because you're, hold, you're holding on to it yourself and trying to you know, do what I can do in four months wasn't worth anything when I know that I can give it to God and he can do more in that short amount of time than I could have done with 20 years or whatever that looks like. Um, I don't even know if that answered your question. But again, that's what you're going to get. Like I said, she keeps things moving around here. So... Um, no, that's great. And I think, um, you know, if there's one thing that you could say to people that are in that season, maybe finishing college, um, you know, this is the 11 o'clock service, so there's probably more college students in the 11 o'clock than the nine. But um, if there's one thing that you could encourage when it comes to being planted in the house, one thing you could encourage young, young people with, what would it be? Yeah, I would say just keep showing up. Ask the question of yourself, how can you be faithful where you're at with what you have? It sounds really simple, but just so important because I think it's easy to waste a season. And personally, I, you know, I didn't want to look back on a season and just know that I missed it. I wanted to be you know, faithful with the moments that God gave me, whether that was just showing up to church, not knowing what was going to happen in that moment, but just being faithful enough to say, like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up. And then in turn, God honors that faithfulness and that obedience, and he just pours blessing into your life. And whether or not you end up staying in St. Augustine or go somewhere else, when you're walking with God and you've been planted and you have roots down, when you move on to something else, it's not an uprooting that takes place. It's actually just a replanting. So, thanks, Bern. <laughs> oh, amazing. Hey, can we give it up for these guys and say thank you so much? Great job. Wow, that was powerful. Just get Mackenzie up here to preach for 20 minutes. Won't be long, won't be long. Well, hey, we're doing this in two parts, and I'm really excited about that because we're going to invite some of the generals of the faith up with us right now. So I'd love it if you could give it up for my parents-in-law that I love so much, Billy and Phyllis Robshaw. Well, church is family, whether it looks like this or if it looks like this, but church is family. And so we're going to sit down and have a conversation about what we're talking about, but I just love it that church is family when you think about it, and it's an opportunity to be in family every single week. But I just want to honor my, my parents. They're, they're just amazing. It really is the reason all this is happening, <laughs> if you think about it. Um, Jill and I got married 12 years ago. And um, now we're pastoring a church in St. Augustine, a city that I'd never even heard of. Um, I guess the joke is on me now. Here I am pastoring um, a church with, with their daughter um, together, which is pretty special. So just want to honor you and say thank you and I love you. And I'm not going to look too much that way, otherwise I'm going to cry. So <laughs> moving right along. Um, can, we, can I actually ask you just off the top... Um, how old were you guys when you first met? 
You need the microphone. <laughs> this happened in the nine o'clock as well. I was 16 and Phyllis was 17. And uh, we both grew up here. So we uh, met in high school. And um, yeah, 16, 17. And you both went to St. Augustine High School? Yes. And um, how long have you been married for now? 41 years next month. Amazing. And how old were you when you uh, both met the Lord? What, you were young adults, right? Around yes. 20, yeah. something like that. 18, 19. Yeah. Well, you were younger. You were 15. I was probably more 18, 17, 18. Okay. And um, I love this because really there's, there's, if you think about the scope of all that time, is you've really, really been planted in two different churches. Um, there's been a bit of transition here and there or a job situation, but for the most part, planted in two houses, two churches for that entire time. And uh, another church, um, which is an amazing church, and we love, love that church, and then our church. And um, so can you tell us a little bit about... <coughs> That, that process for you, you know, all those years ago when you were saying you, you got to that place and you feel like you had a revelation from God, you know, I'm going to be, we're going to plan our house, uh, plan our family in the house of the Lord and we're going to trust God with that. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and, and, and a bit about that journey? When we were young adults and um, our daughter Jill and our Jeremy's son were two and five, we started attending our other church, the, the other church that we attended back then. And when we walked in, we felt, to me, just what I see here, we felt love. We felt so surrounded by people that just greeted us and loved on us and believed in us. And so we kept coming, and our kids loved it, and we loved it. And we had been coming for, I don't know how long, a, a little while. And they asked us if we would teach a, a youth or teenage Bible study. And we were like, we don't know how to do that. And they entrusted us with that, and they walked through it with us and just encouraged us. And um, that was our first yes, and we didn't know what God was doing. We didn't know that the, that first yes would affect the rest of our lives, but it affected the rest of our lives. And then they act, asked me if I would direct a Bible school, or a bi- vacation Bible school, which I ended up directing for like 10 or 11 years after that. And we ended up working with youth and teens and college age for years and years after that. But it all started with them asking and us saying yes and them encouraging. And as that happens, um, God is so faithful. You don't know what he's building. He's building your whole life. He's, he was pouring into our children. They were along on that journey with us. We, they were serving alongside of us, and um, he built our lives. And um, um, this verse we all know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for a hope and a future. And you hear that a lot. But now when I look back, and when we said yes, that's what he did. And look, and look at our, look what's happened. It's amazing what God has done. Amen. Add something to that. Yeah, just to add, um, that's been about 35 years ago that we said yes. And we've seen God do just some amazing things and we've seen miracles and, and lives changed all around us, uh, to his glory. Um, and as, as we've been studying this planted in flourishing series, um, you know, our 
first step in that was saying yes and surrendering to him. And um, I was reading this week, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and Paul talks about the body of Christ and how he relates that to our physical body, the human body. And um, it's one body with many parts. And I think uh, being planted and flourishing for us relating to that um, is that God has many different uh, opportunities to serve him in his house. And uh, no job is more important than the other, just like he talks in, in Corinthians 12. The head's no important than, than the foot or the arm no important than the eye. And uh, we're all the body of Christ. And so um, for Phyllis and I, whatever we were asked to do, we stepped in and, and did that and tried to do that the best of our abilities. And uh, we were the ones uh, that were blessed by serving him. Um, as Paul kind of finishes that in verse 27, chapter 12, he says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you have a part in it. And um, I thought about that and realized that just like our human body, if you have a broken arm or if you have a broken leg, how you're handicapped and you can't function at 100%. And I relate that to the church as well. That's what Paul was saying, that when when we're not fulfilling that God-given role that he's placed in our lives, it either is not being done or he calls someone else to do it. But we're not operating at 100% capacity. So um, for us, um, we stepped into that calling, and we've seen God do just amazing things. I love it. It's so great. Um, You know, I love that Lauren talked about some of those leadership Sundays, but something we used to say um, and we still say to this day is that from the parking lot to the pulpit, it's the same spirit. It's the same, same heart, same, you know, attitude. You know, whether you're welcoming a family for the very first time who's driving onto the property or you're up here preaching the word, um, we're all doing the same thing. Ministry of reconciliation is for everyone. And um, there can be a misconception, I think, in the church that it's just the pastor's job. It's just his job or her job to do this and do that. And that's, you know, that's what they get paid to do. But I think what, what we're seeing here is really when you step into that, you become part of the body, fully functioning and, you know, functioning in that role, which is awesome. Um, and now I wanted to get to... Um, you know, your kids have grown up and life, life looks different to, to the way it did back then. And, um, and I think in, in verse 14, I've got it written down here, it says in Psalm 92 that they still bear fruit, speaking of God's people that are planted. It says they still bear fruit in old age. Not saying that you're old. <laughs> but it says they still bear fruit in old age, ever full of sap and green. And um, that speaks to, I think, God's still working through you despite what age or stage you're at. And I just wanted to talk about or ask you if you could share just maybe some of the ways or some of the things you've seen God do, you know, that have been maybe surprising or just, just even just talk about the blessing of God, you know, as it relates to that, that verse. Can I go back to the hard and easy seasons? Sure. I, I wanted to share this. Um, I did last service and I feel like somebody needed to hear it. Um, and I talked about through, through the years of serving the Lord and loving God and being in his house and being a part of community, sometimes you come in and you're going through a hard season in your life and it's easy to, to stay home or want to stay home because you, you just don't want to be around people. But can I encourage you that when you go through a hard season, and you will and we have um, in all these years, if you just just say yes and come, God will grow you and strengthen you. You'll be, a, you'll be surrounded by community. You'll be loved on, and you will come through the season. 
because you're going to come through everyone, every season that feels hard, you're going to come through. And then you're going to be on to another season. And the really good thing about getting old <laughs> is, that, is that we've seen God be so faithful for so long that we're like a thousand times more excited than we ever were back then. It just keeps increasing because we see the faithfulness of God. Now I forgot the question. <laughs> I'll answer the question. <laughs> You can do whatever you want. You're my mother and father-in-law. <laughs> um, as far as blessings, obviously now being part of um, a church um, with our children and seeing what God is doing across the city, and um, not just for now, but we believe for generations to come in this area, um, you know, it's a huge blessing. But, but being planted and flourishing in God's house across these many years, when we were younger and just getting plugged in and just getting started, the older generation at that time really poured into us, and they loved on us. They spoke into our lives. Um, we have known some true saints of God that have gone on, on to be with the Lord at this time, but that, that have taught us so much about what it means to walk the Christian life, and we're so thankful for that. But also, as you get in connect groups and small groups, we did life with um, many of our peers, and you go through those seasons of life when you have the hard times, the good times, and enjoy them with each other. But I guess another thing that really um, is a blessing for us now is we, we've always been involved with high school and young adult ministry, college ministry, and um, being able to see how God has worked in those lives. We've seen lives change. People give their lives to the Lord and even have relationships with many of those young people today that um, are now having families of their own, being involved in church, serving in church, and we're seeing the fruit of that, and, and we would never have done that if we hadn't given our yes many years ago. So just step out in faith. If, if you haven't found that spot yet, find it. God will take it and do more with it than you could ever imagine. So, yeah. Awesome. Last question. Um, who's your favorite son-in-law? <laughs> Did you want to finish with something? I know you felt like you had something on your heart. Take as much time as you want. God just, God just put this on my heart this morning. Um, if, if you were um, maybe new in church or maybe you've been in church before and um, you were out of church for a long time and you haven't walked with the Lord during those times and you come back now, don't... Don't hear us at all saying, oh, you missed the boat. We serve a God of miracles. He takes us where we are now, and he does what only he can do. And he wants to give you um, an abundant life. And that's what he promises. So don't listen to anything negative that might pop in your head because today is the day that God can change everything. And in your family, in your friendships, everything. So have hope, have joy, and go out of here um, with a great expectation. Awesome. Can we give it up for them and say thank you for encouraging us this morning? Oh, that was so great. We're going to sing. We're going to worship. Team, you can come back up and join me as we get ready to, to finish the service. But were you blessed by that? I oh, know I was definitely blessed by that. That was so awesome. And I can honestly say that, you know, we have, do have a lot of young people in our church, but we also have a lot of people that are other stages of life too. And um, 
I think it's important to say that we, we love that. And um, I know for sure when it comes to um, Phyllis and Billy, you know, they support us 100% and they're right there helping us and speaking life into us. And I just love that when it comes to, to the house of God, that that's the way it's supposed to work. It's supposed to work that way. You come into church, everybody has needs, everybody has difficulties, everybody has things they're going through. But when the church is working, work, when the church is working well and you're planted in the house of the Lord, that's when the opportunities come up. That's when the, the moments of encouragement come up. That's when the pats on the back happen. That's when the texts come and the phone calls take place. And so the whole point of this morning was just to show that no matter what age or stage you're at, you can be planted in God's house. You can be flourishing in His courts. You can be bearing fruit no matter where you're at in life. And I think even with, Lord, I love what Mackenzie said, even if you feel like you've only got a brief moment of time, even to be part of our church, sow your life into it. Let God take care of the rest. Let God take care of the outcome. And we really believe He's going to do something with it in Jesus' name. We hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.